0: This episode is brought to you by the generous support of LawPay, a Texas member benefit provider. Getting paid just got a lot easier. Check them out at LawPay.com. That is LawPay.com for more details. And now onto the show. Welcome, everybody, to the State Bar of Texas podcast. We are recording from the 2022 annual meeting in Houston, Texas. This is your host, Rocky Deer. And joining me now, I have our keynote speaker, from the Thursday session, we have Chris Shepard. Chris, welcome! Welcome to the podcast. Thanks
1: for having me. How are you doing today?
0: Man, I'm 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 psyched and I'm pumped, and I got I got a chance to hear your keynote. You were yeah. awesome. Thank you very much. Yeah, it's, it was, it's
1: it's always fun to be able to talk to a, a group of people that aren't in the same industry that that I am. So it's but you can align a lot of those things together. So
0: that's especially true for lawyers. We love talking to people that are not in the same industry as us. <laughs> yeah. So you know, it's it's funny. As our keynotes, we've always had. You know, I think we had former Secretary of State Jim Baker one time many, many years ago. We've had we've had some some various people in law and politics in these areas. I think you're the first restaurateur we've had at the State Bar annual meeting. So I mean, it was it, it was it was an absolute blast. So let's 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 talk about you for just a second. Okay. Now I've I've already hinted that you're a restaurateur. Yep. And I know you're a very well known tour, but. Can you kind of give us a very quick overview of the restaurants you own and kind of how you got started? And we're also going to talk about Southern Smokes. So. Okay.
1: so there's Georgia James, which is our steakhouse. There's Georgia James Tavern, which is kind of um, just our smaller little little um, tavern, if you will. Place sure. to eat and drink downtown. Uh, then there's Underbelly Burger, which is our burger shop. And then uh, Wild Oats, which is kind of our take on Texas cuisine. Sure. And then soon to be Pastore, which is our Italian-American concept.
0: Now I remember from your, from your keynote address. Mm-hmm. These you've all started in the last what two years?
1: Uh, last year. Wow. I mean, well, let's let's be honest. Like George James been around for a while, um, and, and there's been other restaurants, Underbelly Preserve, or um, and then Hay Merchant. But those were kind of pandemic changes, sure. if you will. Um, and so everybody in the company will have a new home this year.
0: Okay. Gotcha. So yeah,
1: starting with. Tavern last July, and then Burger, and then Wild Oats, and now we're moving George James into its brand new location, and then Pastore will open later.
0: Well, now, and first of all, congratulations on your success. Thank you. That's that's fantastic. Now, if you could kind of walk us through your beginnings in the culinary industry. Mm -hmm. if If I heard you correctly you kind of stumbled into cooking is I that- did
1: yeah it was you know I did, it's not something I ever thought I would do for sure you my know, wife
0: knows I won't do it there's yeah. no way
1: <laughs> and, and I, I took a job as a dishwasher and that was yeah. really where it got me started and understanding like what the industry is about you know it was you know I, I go back to it and I was like I was making four dollars and twenty five cents an hour wow. you know scrubbing pots and then peeling sure. shrimp and then kind yeah. of work my way up and you know it just understanding that like going to culinary school was very important for me, sure. and getting out of my comfort zone of where I was um, and, and going back to the person that believed in me. And I didn't get to speak on this today, but one of the coolest experiences was um, the chef owner of that restaurant came back to, you know, he messaged me. He was coming to Houston. Uh, this was three, three years ago. And taking him and his family to each one of the restaurants mm-hmm. at that time, um, this was in 2019 uh, and like I had informed all of my staff that like there was a meaningful movement sure. for me that somebody that gave me the opportunity and gave me the chance and believed in me when most people wouldn't right um, to show him where we were now and, and having people just come up to him and like thank you so much for showing Chris the way we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you right and it's like that's a true it's a true statement and wow. like watching the tears flow from his eyes like it was, it was amazing.
0: Mentorship is a beautiful thing, but, you know, speaking of let's, let's talk, because you, you showed us a video mm-hmm. about what it's like at the dinner rush in yeah. one of your restaurants. Talk to us a little bit about the challenges that most people don't know. restaurant. Because, you know, t- to somebody like me, I'm thinking, oh, opening a restaurant must be must be so cool, must be so easy. <laughs> and I think you kind of debunked that. So talk yeah. to us about the challenges. I mean, that you face.
1: every industry has its own challenges. Right. And you just learned how to accept them and how to how to deal with those things. But this that video was meant for a purpose, because, you know, when you start talking about what does a day look like? Well, there's the purchasing, there's the, the, the cooking is the easy part. Mm. Right. The making of the drink is the easy part. It's the actual service. It's everything that's involved. It's the sourcing. It's the production. It's, you know, it doesn't stop. And the reasoning for that video is to show people what it's like just for a few minutes during a busy service. And so you can kind of see like everything's firing. Everything's, Mm. you know, high pressure, high stress. And then when we're done. Yeah. It's 12, 1 in the morning. There's nothing that's like a healthy option for people (laughs) in our industry to go do. You know, it's the bar or it's like sitting, watching TV, but there's no like activities that you can do. It's like some, a lot of people in this world get off at five o'clock and there's like, oh, I can go to a baseball game or I can do this or I can, that's not, that doesn't work in our industry. And so that creates dark holes and dark spaces for people, especially when you're sitting in your alone in your apartment at three in the morning, like, what am I doing? Like. There's those conversations, yeah. and so that's why the mental health program of Southern Smoke was so important to us.
0: So yeah, that that's that's an excellent segue. There you go. And I promise I did not feed you that line, <laughs> we but you did not. Th- so talk to us a little bit about Southern Smoke, what it mm-hmm. is, and, S- and 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 the mental health challenges yeah. that you're trying to address. Southern
1: here. Smoke was founded um, in 2015 to help raise awareness and funds for the MS Society, and 2017. Um, that that focus shifted after Hurricane Harvey here in Houston, and finding a way to make sure that people in our industry had a safety net, and and that was one of the hard things to do because perpetually in the hospitality industry, uh, people are overworked, underpaid, don't really have a safety net. They don't have insurance. They don't have all of these things that like you should have, right? Mm-hmm. Or at least try
0: to. Have, you know. Well, and and when you're saying the people, uh, should, but yeah. the people in your industry are. You're talking about. There's obviously the cooks. There's the servers. Are we are we missing any other? No,
1: cooks, servers, bussers, dishwashers, valets, um, farmers, delivery drivers, farmers like as well. Everyone. Wow. Okay. Yeah, we go everywhere from any anywhere that touches the food chain. Right. We take care of. Okay. And that's that's been a big important thing for us. Um, and so having f- the ability to fund people in a time of crisis without any any tape involved. Right. We we don't have a max. We don't have a minimum. We don't do it every quarter and look at people's cases. We are day by day, hour by hour, um, crisis by crisis. And so the aspect of when we talked about what we needed to do for the mental health part of it was because of that video that we show and the, you know, the hours that we work and the need for something like that in our industry. And so it was one of the biggest things that in 2020, we could provide the free mental health care for everybody in the hospitality industry and their kids, which I think is very important
0: as well. There was a big reveal that you made to the legal mm-hmm. community. Yeah. You know, cause th- th- there's always this question, right? That what's this, what's this restaurateur doing talking to a bunch of lawyers? What do yeah, you, that's you, a big question. You know, right? It really is. I mean, why would you, it's like entering the shark's den, right? Unless yeah. you're making shark fin soup, why yeah. would you be amongst us? But but you decided to come and talk to us, yeah, and so what was it that you wanted from lawyers? How do we get involved in something
1: I mean, like this? at the beginning, it was just having the conversation of what we do and who we are and and like, I always feel that there is a very similar thought process, right, sure lawyers don't just work nine to five they are always uh, constantly no. <laughs> you go to school forever, you put everything on the back burner, that's the same as the hospitality industry, right? Um, and to to do, to do be good at what you do, you have to put in the hours, right? You're sure. there constantly, you're Absolutely. reading, you're studying, you're whatever it takes, you you know, it, it, and that's the, the similarity. So the conversation of like mentorship and passion and drive and, and having the teams around you, that's very important. But for me today, it was, you know, we started talking about it not too long ago and I was like, I really wanna have a push for like, a lawyer to be able to look at contracts or to help anybody in our industry in their time of crisis as well because those things do come of time right mm-hmm. they do from time to time we, we see things that start to pop up and it's like oh wow i wish we would have some way to have a net for that and so today i uh, you know i wanted to say it at the very end is like i want to challenge the state bar of Texas and all the lawyers around to, to maybe put in some time and help with the hospitality industry. Um, and, and maybe that's something that people can look at, whether, whether a, a dishwasher or a cook or is in trouble, or if it's like counsel for contractual um, sure. things, leases, um, making sure that, cause uh, you know, you, a lot of times our industry has a huge failure rate, mm-hmm. right? Sure. And it's not necessarily always because the food wasn't good or the service was poor. It's because the way real estate is written. Yeah. Oh and, wow. Okay. Real estate in particular. Okay. Well, real estate, and, and, uh, real, okay. well, real estate contra- contracts, all of it that kind of ties people, the yeah. legal binding things, and and cooks at the, when when they're given their opportunity to go, they just sign away. Right. Right. And they don't really look at things, and so. And it's nothing against you know, landlords or partners or anything like that. It's not. It's basically like having somebody because I can talk to most lawyers, they don't know how to cook. Sure. Right? Well, cooks don't know how to read docu- you know, read legal terms because it's not the easiest thing to look at. Right. And so especially we saw over the pandemic, well, a lot of places closed because they weren't their their lease agreements weren't written right for them, right? Sure. What did they learn from that? And so just having somebody to bounce those ideas off through Southern Smoke can be very beneficial.
0: Well, you know, it, it, it does look like we've reached the end of our Sorry. of our time. No, no. And, and look, this, there's a lot more we can talk about. But I do want to thank you, Chris. I want to thank Chris Shepard for joining us today. Chris, it's, it's, it's been fantastic. Thank you. If we've got listeners, say lawyers, who want to get involved mm-hmm. with, with Southern Smoke, or they have questions they want to follow up in some way, how can they reach you and tell us Tell us the website that they can go to to find out more. The website
1: is southernsmoke.org, and Catherine Lott is uh, the best person to reach out to there. It's Catherine at southernsmoke.org. Catherine Um,
0: with a C or with a K? K
1: K-A-T-H-R-Y-N at southernsmoke.org. There we go.
0: Okay, very, very well. Well, that is all the time we have for this episode of the State Bar of Texas podcast, brought to you by LawPay. Thanks, LawPay. Thanks, LawPay. Coming straight from Chris. Thank you, LaPay. And also, thank you to our listeners for tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or best yet, your favorite podcasting app. I'm Rocky Deer. Until next time, thanks for listening.